Coming up on this episode, we begin with the dangers of borrowing a car, being uncomfortable without masks, and how parties change when you're older. Then we get into the week's tech news, including a cereal-serving robot and what Amazon got in their purchase of MGM. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 311, recorded May 31st, 2021. Bullbot. And the music fades out as it gets lower, except I can't do that, so I pause it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a guy who willingly locked his keys in a car because an app told him to. It's Colby Rabadoo. Hello, Colby. Yeah, I'm never going to make that mistake again. <laughs> I'm just going to say... Did I tell you? So here's 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 what Sean's alluding to. Over the weekend, um, we had a, a small Memorial Day get together with some 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 friends, friends of the show. They don't listen to the show, but I'm going to assume they're friends of the show. That's right, big supporters, um, right? <laughs> like in spirit. The um, so I took a zip car. It was in Connecticut. I took a zip car. And I think so that day all around, like every part of that day was my worst zip carring experience that I've ever had. I've, I've taken, I don't know, like a dozen zip cars. This was the worst one. Nothing. Honestly, I don't think anything has ever gone wrong before. And this time, like many things went wrong. So, so first thing I specifically picked a car because I've driven several of the cars in the pool of zip cars that I like. And I know there's one that is the least bad. I picked that one. So like 12 hours before I got a text message that was like, Oh, sorry. Uh, you, your reservation has changed to this other car. So, well, that's, that's annoying, but fine. So I get there in the morning. It's raining a lot. It's not that it was raining a lot. It was just rain. It had been raining for a long time. The the car was parked fully in a puddle, like the entire driver's side was in a puddle, and I was not wearing like puddle that big worthy shoes, so that was annoying. But in any case, unlock the car, you know, get in, drive to Connecticut, get to Connecticut, big get out state. of the car, yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is this, you know, I guess I guess you could say this this adventure was uh. A mistake, uh, you know, a mistake from the get-go. But <laughs> so, get out of the car. On your zip card, you know, it says like, "Don't take the key." Usually, often the key is like secured to the car. It wasn't in this car, but like, you know, often it like the card, the little card, the instructions. I'll say like, "Don't leave the key in the car. Don't take the key with you. Like, just use your card to untap the thing on the windshield and lock and unlock it." So. Like a fool, I did that. Went inside, said hi to people. Sean was there. I saw him in real life. Um, and then I realized I forgot my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee in the car. So I go back out to the car, take my card out. I boop it on the little booper on the windshield. Nothing happened. I'm confused, but, you know, it's not unheard of that an RFID reader doesn't work the first time. So I boop it again. Nothing happens. Boop it again. Nothing happens. No matter how many times I booped, nothing, nothing. happened. Um, 
So I call Zipcar support guy on the phone. It's like, did you try your zip card? It's like, yes, I tried my zip card. It didn't work. <laughs> Said, did you try the app? It's like, yes, I tried the app. It didn't work. Um, so, so he tried all the things and they didn't work. So he said, okay, I'm going to send someone out to you. Whatever. Thank God I discovered I had gone back for the iced coffee and did not discover this at like 11 p.m. when I went to drive back to Boston. Right. Um, so I don't know. Eventually someone came in like just an unmarked minivan and like he like opened the door is like, Hey, is this a car? I said, yes. He said, okay, sign this. So I signed it. And then he like proceeded to like wedge open the door and like pop the lock. Great. Took actually 30 seconds. So that was fine. Everything was good ish. Um, I took the keys out of the car after that because it was terrifying because I didn't want to get locked out again. And, um, you know, whatever we had the party, drove back to Boston late at night, got to Boston at like 1 PM. I mean, 1 AM. So we get to where the zip cars are. There are four zip cars. There are four spots for zip cars. And this is like in an alley in Boston. It's not like a parking lot. You know, it's in an alley. It's like people's backyards and someone has their, their basically their parking spots have, they've rented them to zip car. Gotcha. Um, and someone, so as, as, as we knew, know from earlier in the story, there was a really big puddle in, in this parking lot. So someone didn't want to park in the puddle. So they parked their zip car directly in the middle of two, the two <laughs> of the spots. <laughs> So they didn't have to step in the puddle. Fine, I guess. They could have backed in and not had to step in the puddle, but, you know, whatever. Or they could have just parked in the spot that didn't have a fucking puddle in it. I would have dealt with the puddle. That would have been fine. But instead, they parked in the middle. <laughs> so it's like one fifteen a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm in a dark, literally in a dark alley. It's like... I don't care. So I, I like double parked behind one of the other zip cars. I left. Um, I like almost thought we had taken all our stuff out of the car and I almost thought better of having double parked. And I tried to unlock it with the card again and it didn't work Mm. the same way, the same way it had, uh, in Connecticut. So I just bailed out. I called, I called zip car on the phone. I was on hold for like 20 minutes, not 20 minutes maybe 15 minutes. It, it was like I had, there was a small walk home. So I was on hold for most of the walk home. I told the guy, I was like, look, man, I double parked behind some other zip car. Like somebody's going to be screwed in the morning. <laughs> you it's should sure it. Yeah. Right. This, and he was like, Oh, can you just park it somewhere else? I was like, Nope. I already left. It's one 30. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and then I went home, went to bed. So the next morning I wake up and the so because the keys didn't work they had refunded me like whatever like two hours i spent you know on the phone slash talking with the support guy slash like waiting for the 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 lock guy to come Mm -hmm. um so that was like it was like twenty five dollars or something that re- they refunded me for the two hours, and then I got my <laughs> receipt and I got charged an extra like fifty bucks because I went over the mileage limit for the day. 
Oh my god. <sighs> so the moral of the story is don't drive a Zipcar. I was gonna say that's everyone loves these car sharing services, Colby. It's so convenient. Yeah. It's fine to go to Rhode Island. I guess Rhode Island is close enough, but Connecticut is too far. Unacceptable. Yeah. Wow. Well that's that's great. <sighs> Otherwise the weekend was great. We had a nice party. We did. We Met had a, baby. A, a gathering. Yes, we hung out with a small child, which is yeah. less creepy than it sounds. Uh, I think that's true. And yeah, I met your significant other in person for the first time, which was lovely. She brought some great bread and baked goods. Yeah, as she's wont to do. Hit of the party. Indeed. Yes, sir. It was a blast. Well, but yeah, that's good. That's, uh, that's my story. That's my excitement for the weekend. What's new with you, Sean? Yeah, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I had a weird experience today, and then you kind of alluded to you had the same thing. Um, and by the way, this is interesting. We have not done a show in the past two weeks, so it's been a while since we've been here. So we got to catch up on some stuff. But no, today, actually, if people don't know, it's not true in many states. Massachusetts, as of yesterday or the day before, there's no mask mandates now private businesses can still make their own rules but in general you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated so today was my first real test of that uh going to get groceries and going to run errands and throughout the entire pandemic i was never really intimidated by like when we first started going out with masks people were like oh i don't feel safe like that never really bothered me like none of this stuff really bothered me this was the first time where i really felt uncomfortable wearing a mask because in these stores, it was like 70 to 80% of the people were not wearing masks. And I live with someone who's immunocompromised. And frankly, I just feel safer wearing one, even though I'm fully vaccinated. And it's not like anyone like gave me shit, although I got a little yeah. bit of a look here or there. But it was like all the senior citizens and me wearing masks. But the even more wild thing to me was that the store employees aren't required. Like, I would think if I'm, like, the supermarket, I would require my employees to wear masks. They don't. It's employee choice. And so there were employees at the store. Like, the guy at the deli counter, like, wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, which was weird. It, it was odd to me, and not even from a fact, like, I'd catch something from him, but I was thinking, like, if I worked in retail or something like that, interacting with, like, a thousand people a day. Right. Like, I, again, I, I guess it's, I'm not one to judge, and it's not really fair, but it just it just confused the hell out of me. Like, look, if people going to the store don't want to wear a mask, hey, whatever. You know, you're vaccinated, that's your choice. But man, a, the gamble of, like, a cashier at a store who's talking face-to-face -face with somebody for hours and hours and hours a day, man, that's a gamble to not wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. Right. Yeah, so we were talking about this before. Um, I'm, like... The, well, today, like today's the only day I've been outside, really. But like, I've not worn my mask outside. But like, I did go to the grocery store and like, almost everyone here in the grocery store was still wearing a mask. Employees all were like most of the most of the customers in the store are. And I've just been doing it because I don't know, I'm just not ready yet. But that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, it, it, you know, that's what I was saying, you know, at my office, for example, you know, we still have to wear masks in the office, the company still mandates it. Um, I'm sure that's going to change at some point. 
But it's like I work with the same 20 people. I know if they're vaccinated. I know if they get sick. I know who they are. You know, when you're in a random public, man, I'm telling you, people just have absolutely more power to them. But people like there's no distancing. There's no. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the psychology of it. That's like you just got so comfortable with the fact like, oh, I have to wear my mask and oh, I have to keep distance and stuff. Now that you don't have to do it, it's like. Right. Right. Well, that's like Laura got vaccinated ages ago because she was in the like the educators bucket because she teaches children the violin. And. um, Like she hadn't considered until I got vaccinated like last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was. She's like she hadn't considered that like. Like. If anything had changed for her because I don't know, we hung out all the time. So she still wasn't like, you know, being careful, like doing the mask thing all the time, even outside, even though that was like, okay, because I wasn't vaccinated yet. But then like we were talking about it the other day, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I don't need to be worried as much anymore. Right. I guess you don't. It is weird though. I feel uncomfortable too. That's why I put I just put it on before I go into buildings. Well, that's it was crazy because I thought like I knew eventually we'd get there. But I'm like, it's been like two days that it's changed and everybody's like Fuck this. Hey, no more math. You know, it's yeah, that's that's wild. I think when I went to the store, I saw one person who had no mask on of of like the entire grocery store. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Like I said, it was like a 70, 80 percent no mask where I was. And that, like I said, those yeah. wearing masks were almost exclusively older folks or folks just from appearance. You make an assumption that they may have some kind of illness. That's the nicest way I'm going to put it. But yeah. pe- people who you don't want breathing on you, maybe I'd put it that way. Right. Um, but right now. Yeah. A, a little bit wild. Yeah. I don't know, man. Things are changing. It's weird. That they are, man. It's a woke summer. We're getting out. The summer's going to be lit. That's what the people are saying. I don't even know what to do. I mean, we already kicked it off in style. I mean, this was our, Colby, this was sort of our first uh, mutual friends party where someone had a kid. I mean, we're old now. Right. So old. And then pretty soon there's a shared 30th birthday cake, too. We did. We did. Pretty soon people are going to have multiple kids and they're going to be hanging out while we're adulting. I mean, this is like right? wild stuff. Yeah. We might. Right. They're going to have, they're going to have kids parties. Will we get to go to those? Will there be cake? Maybe there better be. That's the only reason I'm going to so. go. I'm hungry. Yeah. And the bouncy castle, of course. That sounds nice. I mean, is there anything this summer you're looking forward to doing big or small? That that may have been curtailed by uh, some of these restrictions. I mean, I was just thinking, Colby, not that not that I'm inviting myself over, but I've never actually seen your place. You should definitely come over. Uh, I want to do some. Well, actually, I guess this kind of happened last year. But like, I want to do some outdoor dining. I want to go to a beer garden. I haven't yeah. been to a beer garden in two years. Um. I want to, I've gone for lots of, like, I've done lots of outdoor activities around Boston, bike rides, walks, lots of that. I haven't ridden the T anywhere except to my dentist once. 
That sounds fun. Is, is writing the T something worth looking forward to? <laughs> um, Maybe. Yes and no. <laughs> it's not something that's worth looking forward to if you're writing it to work. Yes. But if you're writing it anywhere else, I think it's fine. Um, I feel like those are terrible answers. No. I don't want to go to a movie. I was going to say, you're not an indoor. It's not like you're going bowling. Or you're, not, you're not an indoor kind of guy. Right. I am sometimes. I, I mean, like you're indoors right well now. Enough. Bowling, I could go bowling. I'm not sad that I haven't been bowling, but like, I'm not going to not. I'm not sad that I'm. I won't be sad when I do go bowling. Yeah, I, I think know. concerts, maybe. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I could, uh, I could do an outdoor concert, maybe. I definitely don't want to go to like a baseball game. I think they started doing full capacity yes. baseball games. Yeah, the TD Garden was uh, full capacity the last couple nights for uh, both the Celtics and the Bruins. Right. Wild. <sighs> what about you? Is there anything you uh, have a hankering for? You know, it really, it's so funny because I don't know. I don't know because I never was like an out and about kind of guy before the pandemic. But at the same time, being in the pandemic has made me want to be more of an out and about guy. <laughs> so I've got to take that step, which I'm not used to, of like going hiking or something, which I was right. always too lazy to do. But I'm like, I do the few times I have done it, I like it. So I got to have the initiative to do it. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. I will say, and we were talking about this at the party a little bit, but uh, trade show travel, work travel for me is going to start to pick back up. Um, so that's definitely a thing. I hate watching movies and movie theaters. I'm not going to do that. Um, movie theaters yeah. dead to me. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just little little trips here and there is kind of the idea. I don't. Yeah, I think just uh, hanging out with geographically distant people or even not not even geographically distant people, just like my <laughs> like friends. Yep. Where wherever they may be. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's great. I'm already I'm going to Orlando in February, and I'm already scoping out some uh, Disney World tickets, which will be the big pandemic test. Oh, are you going to do that? Is this, is there Star Wars World there? There there is there is, and they got all they got the super cool new ride, and they got uh, you know you can buy the really expensive lightsaber and all that dumb stuff. That's very cool. I have never been to Disney World. I've never been interested, but I could get interested to go to the mm, Star Wars. Maybe a little Don't Panic goes to Disney World? Yeah. Maybe. We've done podcast vacation before. We're long overdue for one. Yeah. Well, I think if uh, if our mutual co-host, who is not here this week, ends up on uh, ends up in a different part of the country permanently, then maybe maybe we'll have to arrange it. I think so. Or we could all visit Matt in New Jersey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, Matt is growing six different kinds of tomatoes. That's a lot of different kinds of tomatoes. Frankly, too many. By the way, you, you now have a garden. We haven't talked about this on the program. Yeah, so there's like a... Near where I live, there's a, a big old community garden. And I've since I moved here, I wanted to put my name on the list for it. Unfortunately, I 
did not like get around to putting my name on the list for it until quarantine started. Mm. And I did promptly when quarantine started, but the consequence of that was like everyone else did it at the same time. Cause it's uh, kind of an obvious thing to do during quarantine. Um, so like a year and a half later, I finally got through, I got to the top of the wait list. Um, so I have like a garden now. I did the math. The garden is the same amount of space as my apartment. So that's fun. Um, but mostly I've been cleaning like weeds and rusty wire out of it so far. I haven't planted anything per se. Uh, but yeah, it's been cool. Have I built you, uh... a gate today. Laura and I built a gate. Oh, a nice. gate for the garden. To keep the local wildlife out? Yeah, and people. Oh, that too. But have also you just, rabbits. rabbits. Have you come people. up uh, with what you're, what you're going to be growing yet? Uh, very tentative plans. I think, so when last I saw my parents, uh, they had gotten a bunch of plants for their garden and they got too many plants. So, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the cleaned, the cleaned version. Um, so yeah, so we took some, like some tomatoes for my parents. We took some, some cucumbers. We took some hot peppers. We took some squash. Wow. So we're going to do some vegetables, like two plants of each thing. And then Laura's going to plant, Laura wants, Laura ordered some dahlias. Oh, yes, sure. I think that's a, that's a flower, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to go in that bed right in front that, that we built. But otherwise, mostly, see, the problem is the garden, the front of the garden was very much not secured. So, like, the rabbits were coming in uh, at will, which is problematic because it'll just eat all your stuff. So, now that the uh, the... Now that the new gate is up, I think it is it is pretty much rabbit rabbit secure, so we can actually put plants that we don't want to be destroyed in there. And it'll be great. That is uh that is incredible. I think it looks great. I'm I'm very excited for you. That'll be a lot of fun to do uh throughout the summer and into the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well when you come visit, Sean, we'll, we'll uh put you to work. I uh, please don't. Um, but that's okay. I'll just take the the free. Veg- that's the thing, you know. the The only thing I learned about gardening, especially gardening vegetables, is that it always you always end up, unless you really screw up, you always end up with way more vegetables than you need. So I hope you've got some plans in place to figure out what exactly you're going to do. I've been so through quarantine. I I made pickles a bunch, so that's what oh. I'm going to do with the cucumbers at least. Colby, you are coming out of quarantine a different man. I had nothing to do. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Colby 2.0. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty wild. All you all know. you're missing really you're pickling, you're all you're really missing is like a country house. Right. Someday, maybe, maybe if I work hard enough, I'll be able to afford a country house. You, you can re- retire to a farm upstate. Actually, a country house is probably more affordable than Boston real estate. <laughs> so. And you get a lot more for your money. 
Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point, Sean. Maybe maybe I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. They they have those articles of people who are who are working remotely and they're buying these places out in the middle of nowhere. That's true. Maybe it's a terrible time to buy. It's probably a terrible time to buy anything. It's very ter- uh, it's great uh, it's a great time to sell, terrible time to buy. Right. Don't want to get involved in that. Um no. But speaking of buying or selling, we've got some stories here in the rundown you might be buying or selling. Uh, if you want to take a look at those and see if there's any one in particular you think we should start with. We've got a couple weeks of different stuff in here, um, although there really hasn't been that much revolutionary. But uh... Amazon buys MGM. Okay. Isn't MGM like big? They're $8.45 billion a big. No, they're actually not. So um, MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, uh, the film and TV company purchased by Amazon for $8.45 billion, uh, 4,000 films, 17,000 hours of TV, and a bunch of other stuff that come with it. Uh, MGM owning franchises like James Bond and Rocky, um, along with modern TV shows like The Handmaid's Tale and Shark Tank. Um not to get too much into the detail of it, MGM is currently owned by private equity firms. Uh, and right now there's a lot of consolidation happening. So a lot of studios have been bought up by bigger conglomerates. Uh, and so MGM for years, they've been saying they're just waiting for somebody to, someone will buy them. It's just a matter of when. Um, the issue is that experts say it's not really worth $8.45 billion. It's just Amazon really wanted it. Uh, the interesting thing about MGM is, of course, all those films and movies uh, and TV shows already have licensing deals. Like Netflix already gets to license them, or you know, Hulu gets to license them, um, and a number of its own franchises, like James Bond. It doesn't even own all of the rights to only some of the rights. So it's very complicated. They've sliced and diced up MGM and sold the parts over the years. So what they're really getting is a lot of uh, credibility. Um, they are getting uh, some things in a library. But really, what they say they want is they want the IP, and they want the right to make future James Bond projects and Rocky projects and TV right. shows and merchandising and all the things that come with owning IP. That's where the value is in buying an old studio like MGM. Weird. Now, is this just like the film and TV stuff? Like, isn't MGM also like, isn't there a, like also like a record label that's MGM and like? Well, that's the thing is. Uh, you know, there's also MGM Resorts, which is a totally different right. thing. They didn't buy that. Uh, the actual studio has been, like I said, um, sliced and diced. I don't actually know. Because at one point, Ted Turner and Turner Entertainment owned the rights. And then they sold those. And they've got distribution rights. This is pretty much film, TV, the Epics Cable Channel, which is a pay-for movie-based TV channel, um, and I think that's pretty much what they've got. Weird. Well, that is a lot of money. Good for them, I guess. Yeah. Or good for good for those private equity firms. Yeah, I mean, the company went bankrupt a few years ago. It sold its uh, actual film studio. Um, it, um, reacquired some of its films back, um, 
it's it's really a mess what they actually own and don't own. So again, for Amazon, it's chump change. Uh, the real buying price was probably closer to four or five billion for someone else, but they definitely wanted it. So weird. But I expect it will be years before you start to see MGM films and TV on Prime Video. Um, it's really more about the new stuff yeah. they can create with it. Right. Right. It was like when Disney Plus launched and there were a bunch of things that just weren't on there for a while. Yes, the right stuff is nasty, 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 um, especially for these legacy studios. So um, it's going to take them a while to reclaim a lot of those rights. Right. Speaking of rights, you can get the right cereal from this Kellogg's vending machine. Hey, there you go. The Segway King is back. Yes, Kellogg's is rolling out a... uh, You're familiar with the Coca-Cola freestyle machines where it's got all the different flavors and all the different sodas. You can kind of mix and match, make whatever you want. But how about that for breakfast? That's right. Kellogg's is rolling out a... uh, It's called the Bowl Bot, which allows you to combine multiple cereals in a single bowl. Um, You can top it with chocolate, banana chips, espresso syrup, um, as well as options uh, for milk and yogurt and topping like fruits, nuts, or seeds. Um, It's going to originally have uh, three – let's see here. There are going to be seven menu options in terms of the cereal itself, and then you can mix in the additional things uh, in 90 seconds or less – It'll start at two ninety nine and climb up to six fifty, depending on what you put in it. Um, Kellogg says the bot's technology keeps the ingredients protected in a sealed container that's constantly refrigerated and monitored. Uh, it's going to first roll out on college campuses uh, at Florida State University and the University of Wisconsin Madison. So, Colby, is this a good idea or a great idea? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I'm. I was excited about a Coke freestyle when I heard about it, but then I realized like I actually just want the regular off the shelf Coke flavors. Um, but like this, I could see being cool. I don't know. Everybody loves that special K with strawberries, right? So like if you get that and put other stuff in it, that sounds good. I, if I were in college eating at a college cafeteria, I would use this. I would use it, use the heck out of it. Yeah, I think that sort of two ninety nine, three ninety nine price is actually pretty reasonable um, for for a for a bowl, assuming it's using quality ingredients. Right. Um. Yeah, I just think of when I'm like at a continental breakfast or something like that, where there's just sort of loose cereals and loose milks, and nothing's right, really those contained. Little boxes. Yeah, That's and not like economical, it, like environmentally, it can't be eco- environmentally friendly to like give out all those little boxes, with no, all those tiny it, plastic bags. And we're talking about, you know, the pandemic and all this, but then there's all those, like, loose bowls of, like, raisins that you use a spoon to get some out, and, like, the oh, the gosh. milk is on the counter getting warm. And I just think having all these in a single machine is, uh, is kind of a cool idea. My only thought is um, how – it doesn't really say how many options are going to be. So they say it's going to have um, – it has seven pre-programmed options – um, and alternately, users can create a custom bowl featuring a combination of the cereals, milk options, or Greek yogurt, and toppings. Uh, would you like to hear some of those seven pre-programmed options? 
Yes, please. Uh, how about it's called About Last Night, and they combine Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, Crave Chocolate Cereal with Chocolate Drops, Banana Chips, and Espresso Syrup. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about Hawaii Five O, which combines Frosted Mini Wheats, Bare Naked Triple Fit Berry Granola, Pineapple, Coconut, and Mango. I mean, these don't sound bad. They've got to be dried fruit, though. Those cannot be fresh oh, yeah. fruit. No, that would be, that would be wild. And then there's if it is fresh fruit. I want to see it slice those bad boys up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if they no, they've got to be because if you look at what they're, they you know banana chips, pineapple, mango, those can all be dried. Uh, and then the last one they have in this press release, Valentine's Day vibes which combines Special K red berries, cocoa nibs, I don't know what that is, blueberries, strawberries, and whole milk. Cacao nibs are like the, it's like the thing that chocolate is made from. Cocoa, but it has a neat cocoa nibs. Oh, look at that. It's like ground up, like, chocolate beans. Yes, crushed cacao beans. That have a bitter chocolatey flavor. Look at that. That's very cool. I've never had, I don't think I've ever had that. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, I'll take one of these, put it in my, you know, one of my old job, one of my old jobs, they had it, it, it was called like tea bot or something. It was like this for tea. Like you could mix your own like tea blend huh. in the bot and it would like brew you a cup of tea. It's kind of weird, but people loved it. Like everyone used it. I honest to God, I think they still have it. And this was like four years ago. So, yeah, I, I love this concept of machine. The where it gets weird for me is the machines that cook things like this is raw. They just mix it in a bowl. Right. But then they have like the pizza making vending machine or like the the bread baking vending machine. If you've ever seen that, where it'll bake you a loaf on demand where I'm like, I'm ultra like you can just mix soda or you can mix cereal, but like you're making me a fresh pizza in a vending machine. Ultra suspicious. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I've never seen one of those. I haven't been to an airport in a long time though. So, well, it's funny. Cause it's one of those things where you, you see the article in the press release and they're like new innovation in food. It's a machine that can, and then you like never hear about it again. Cause I guarantee it just didn't work. Um, I think, I think I saw, I went to Austin and I think in the airport there, they had a, like a barista vending machine where it was like, it would, I feel like coffee vending machines are nothing new, but this one was, it was like allegedly would make you a, a, you know, cafe quality, like cappuccino or something, um, something bougie and like pop it out the end. It was really big. Yeah. Like wide. That's well, and that makes more sense. You know what? Again, it's we've always seen these like the robot arm they invented that can make hamburgers and stuff. I'm like, even that I'd be more likely to do like, oh, it's a pizza making robot, but it like uses a full size pizza oven and like make, you know, it's not like this somehow in this little box, a little pizza comes out. That's what are, what's the magic in there that makes it do that? It's very good science. Saints indeed. So look for a Kellogg's bull bot coming to a college campus near you. Boys. 
noise. What do you think, Sean? Should we talk about Android? Yeah, you know, uh, we can briefly touch on it. It's really for the audio listeners, it's really more of a visual thing. This is Android 12 preview that was announced at uh, Google I.O. And I wanted to show it off because there's not a lot of like huge changes coming to Android 12. And we don't talk about Android on the show. We probably should. Um, But one of the biggest changes is visual. Um, And there's some privacy changes. There's some other stuff uh there's a, a remote for android tv like anyone cares um but the big thing is this they're calling it material U, which is their next sort of level of material design uh and it is uh it is something it's it's uh sort of colorful rounded big buttons you sort of pick a primary color that influences uh, all of the menus and all the sort of built-in aspects of the phone um very curved very rounded um, updated widgets and menus and things like that. Um, I don't know. What do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on, uh, this new Android 12 look and design? I don't know. It seems kind of cool. It seems a little more pleasing than their current design, which is like computer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like the pick a color thing. Do you pick from like a a selection of colors or can you pick any color? I don't know because I didn't read the article. <laughs> That's fair. I didn't either as evidence evidenced by my uh silly question there. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I mean, look, I'll be honest, iOS is good, but it's iOS. I mean, it is what it is. You know, there's not I wouldn't call it an exciting user interface uh, by any stretch. Um, And so just the idea that I I, I just I love the rounded nature of it. I think it's very welcoming and inviting. I think it's very soft, which um, I just think is something different that we're used to sort of the boxes and the squares and the things like that. And they've got some uh, wacky, I shouldn't say wacky, but they've got some different widget shapes um, that they're including in this um, that aren't just boxes, but they're little starbursts and they're like all different kinds of shapes and things like that. Um, yeah. Oh, you can change it to any color you like. There you go. That's and cool. it will match. If you put in wallpaper, you have the option to automatically change the colors to match that wallpaper. Right. That's neat. I wonder if you, does Android have like a shortcuts esque like automation thing? Also, that's a thing I just thought of. I want to change my wallpaper depending on the time of day. Oh, I guess it does. I guess it's got shortcuts. By the way, I don't think I mentioned I made my first ever shortcut the other day. Ooh, what does it do? Um, cause I had a problem and I Googled it and they said this was the way to fix it. I bounce my AirPods between my Mac and my iPhone and it never works right. I struggle with it like crazy. Um, and so, uh, it turns out you can create a widget that when activated, your phone tries to connect to a Bluetooth device of your choice. In this case, AirPods. 
But then what I did was, have you ever used the like tap the back three time feature that they rolled out? Do you remember this? No. I think we talked about it on the show very briefly. Uh, they rolled out, I think it's like an accessibility feature, um, yeah. but you can set your phone to do actions when you tap, tap, tap the back three times in a row. And you can do it to trigger a shortcut. So now what I do oh. is when I'm like using the phone and I like I'm on the Mac and then when I flip to this, I just tap, tap, tap on the back and it'll connect my headphones, my AirPods automatically to my phone. It's great. Wow. That's very cool. So I'm a, I'm a coder now, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the secrets out, Sean, job's not that hard. <laughs> well, that was, we won't get into it. That's one other thing that Google rolled out was uh, AI tools for code to write itself. So, uh, shit. Have that yeah. backup career ready. Right. <laughs> Gardening. Cash in now while it's, uh, before the uh, robots come for your job. Right. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um, what was I going to say? That's cool. I I totally, uh, if we talked about that on the show, which I'm sure we did, we're very thorough. Um, I just don't remember, but I'm going to, I'm going to try it out. I feel like there are shortcuts that I need. One, so, so my favorite thing that I've ever done with shortcuts is I have it change my Apple watch face, like depending on the day, like oh. time of day. So I have like, Oh, like work Apple watch face that I set. You know, it says automatically at like 9 a.m. on weekdays and like it unsets it at, you know, 5 p.m. on week weeknights. Um, and then it doesn't do it on the on the weekends. That is cool. Yeah. But I wonder, like, I want to be able to do that with my phone now. Like, I want to be able to do that with my like app screen. And my wallpaper. Your wallpaper you can do. I don't know about app screens, but that would be neat. Probably not. I'm sure you can't do it with the app screens, but that'd be cool to all of our listeners who work at Apple. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of influence at uh, in Cupertino. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, Big time. All right. Are there any other stories here you want to talk about, or should we shuffle on over to picks? Um, no, no, let's do picks, picks. Sorry. That's okay. Now, um, I'm very excited to hear about your pick cause I've been very iffy on this show. So I'm curious your thoughts before we get to that. I want to go first, but Colby, I don't know what to pick. So I'm going to let you pick a category of what you would like in a pick. Do you want a TV show, a movie, a book? You want a, an app? You want a, a Twitter account to follow? You want a physical item that I bought? You want, just pick, what would you like a Sean Jennings recommendation in? I want an app. I haven't, I haven't gotten a new app in, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, neither have I, so this will be hard. But okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Um Hmm. Yeah, pick another one. Pick another, pick another one. I'm not going to do different that category. Pick a different okay, category. Okay, TV show. TV show. Um, what have I watched? Re See, this was the problem. Is I couldn't think of anything. But I'm going to think of something. What have I watched recently? I've really enjoyed that. I think people should watch. I'm going to pick 
No, I can't pick that. That would be embarrassing. Can I pick something that's really embarrassing? You can, yeah. So, uh, you clearly, Colby, have an HBO Max subscription. And I want you to get your money's worth out of that subscription. So I'm going to pick an HBO Max exclusive program, okay? Are you familiar with actor slash rapper slash entrepreneur Mark Wahlberg? (laughs) Boy, am I. Well, Mark Wahlberg, in addition to being all those uh, restaurateur, in addition to being all those things, he's also a reality TV star because he made a series exclusive to HBO Max called Wall Street, W-A-L-H-L, Wall Street, which is a documentary about his life. Uh, It's eight episodes, half hour episodes. It's very quick to watch. And it is utterly fascinating. Not because Mark Wahlberg is a fascinating person. He kind of isn't. But all the people around him are very like it. It does give you that look of like, how does a rich person with a bunch of businesses live their life? And the show actually, it's a little glossy, but it kind of does a decent job of like, oh, they just like I want to start a clothing line, so I'm going to hire all the best clothing people, and they're going to make me a clothing line. Like Mark Mark Wobble doesn't actually do the work, and it's so interesting to see all of those bits and pieces um, come together on the show. So Wall Street. On HBO Max is my pick. Nice. Does Mark Wahlberg still live in Boston, or is no? Is he, he lives somewhere better. No, he lives in Los Angeles. Um, but he's jet setting around the world. He's a, a trailer for his next movie just came out, what? which is weirdly. I, I was just reading. This is kind of vaguely relevant to the show, but he shot a movie. It's called uh, Infinite, uh, which is a, sort of a sci-fi action film. But uh, they didn't tell him or anyone involved in the making or the starring of the movie that it is going to be a Paramount Plus streaming exclusive film. <laughs> it's not going to theaters. It's exclusively streaming on Paramount Plus. Right, which everyone has. We all, we all obviously. Um, don't laugh. I actually do have a subscription. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Bar Rescue. Um <laughs> But anyway, he was very pissed that nobody told him uh, about that. That's fair. Went on a little bit of a rant. Um, now, Kobe, you picked a real show. I did. Tell me about well, this. I, um, as as you mentioned, I as you suggested, I do do in fact have an HBO Max subscription. It's HBO Max is like usually there's something I'm watching on there. There hasn't been recently super, so I was trolling around seeing what what was new. Um, I saw this show, The Nevers. Sean, have you watched this show, or have you just looked at it and felt uh, conflicted? No, it, you know, it was really buzzy for a while because it was Joss Whedon, because it was a big, expensive HBO. So I kind of like had been following like uh, it up to the premiere, and then read some of the reviews when it launched, and it was. The way they set it up, which to me is weird, is they like they bought 16 episodes of the show. They paid for it, but they decided to run it in eight episode, two episode, eight, two, eight episode mini seasons. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to wait until the first eight are done and then I'm going to watch all of them, which like just finished. So I haven't done it yet. Right. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it going in. I just saw it and thought it sounded kind of interesting, but like. It's not, like, the best show I've ever watched, but, like, it's kind of good. It's kind of Joss Whedon-y. It got, like, w- there was, like, 
a whole other angle to it in like the last the last episode of this this chunk. It's like, oh, that was out of left field. Um, like a whole dimension. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's fun. It's it's definitely a little Joss Whedon-y. I didn't realize it at the time, but now, like in hindsight, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he, I know he directed the first episode and was like loosely involved in the rest. Um, he's not involved moving forward um, because he's a sleaze bag. But um, he? yes, he got canceled. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, you should definitely Google it. There's some real bummer stuff there. <sighs> he has treated women very terribly on most of his past productions. Nice. Yeah. Classic. Uh, but this is in my alley of like, like soft sci-fi in history, which is kind of like something I find. I, I was a fan. I think I picked on the show Carnival Row, which was an oh, Amazon yeah. series. And there were a few others that I was like, oh, this is vaguely interesting. So I'm going to check this out. Um, yeah. And see how it goes. There's a lot of really good stuff I'm excited about in June. Oh, really? Like what? Uh, Pixar. Disney Plus exclusive movie, Luca, that is supposed to be incredibly good. Mm. Um, there's a new game show called The Cube that I'm very excited about that is supposed to be very good. And there's another streaming series that is coming out in June, and I can't think of what it is. Um... But I, uh, but I was excited about that as well. What was it? Oh, Sweet Tooth. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, it's based on a DC comic that I read when I was like into comics for five minutes. Um, that is sort of like a vaguely post-apocalyptic road warrior movie. Um, well, TV show. Uh, and if you watch the trailers, it looks very, very good. So I'm very excited. Cool. Um, that's on Netflix uh, at some point in June. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. Oh, even better. Sweet tooth. <laughs> Weird. Cool. Yeah. I'll watch that. So there'll be more stuff. And by the way, Colby, I did. You got me thinking. I actually have a show I think you would like. And I have not picked it on the program yet. And it's very good. Season one is over. Season two coming soon. Are you a fan of Alan Tudyk? Yeah, of course. Superstar. This guy's incredible. And I'm not even like a big fan of his. He is now starring in a sci-fi channel series called Resident Alien. And he plays uh, an alien who's crashed on Earth and has to blend in. The performance by Alec Tudyk in this show is buck wild. He, I've never, he should win every Emmy for this because he plays like an alien trying to blend in with humans in such a way I've never seen done before where I'm like, oh yeah, this is how an alien would try and blend in with people. And there's all sorts of shenanigans that happens and he takes over another man's life and it's, it's more of a comedy than anything else, but there's a mystery element to it too. Um, it's available. I know it, I believe on Peacock, you can watch the whole series if you have Peacock, uh, and it might be in other places as well. Uh, but resident alien, uh, I could not stop watching. I thought it was fantastic. And he is so damn good in it. It's great. 
That's funny. I feel like I saw an ad for this or something, and I didn't think anything of it. But. Well, I got suckered in because they did that thing where it's like, we're going to put the first episode on YouTube thing. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm already on YouTube. And I played it. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. This is cool. And I ended up watching the rest. So Very cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to watch this series. too. Coolio. Very cool. Um, anything else for this evening, Mr. Colby? No. I think we did it. It would seem so. Uh, I'm watching. Oh, the Bruins just tied it up. Woo. I know you were paying close attention. I can hear them cheering. (laughs) That would be true. Uh, Oh, no, they're playing in the garden tonight, actually. So (laughs) I was about to say, are they? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, Yeah, I'll quickly tease up for debate. Colby, you'll be happy to know our last episode was all about gardening. Wow, I'm going to have to listen to that. That's uh, how you knew Matt has six different kinds of tomatoes. That's, yes. Matt wanted to talk about gardening. Neither of us know anything about it, so it went as well as you would think. We talked a bit about gardening, but we also talked about a lot of things that weren't gardenings. We talked about buffets and what we think is going to happen to them. We talked about times we've called animal control. Um, a lot of fun, random stuff. So it was a really good episode. You can want to check it out. And I believe we kind of have also had a flaky schedule. Uh but the next episode, I believe we're going to do a create another create your own story adventure, oh, which nice. was so much fun last time. And I'm very excited to give that another shot. So you're going to want to check that out at upfordebate.tv or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Yes, indeed. Well, that wraps it up for us here. Dan will very likely join us next week. I assume he's a busy man. We'll try and squeeze ourselves onto his calendar. Uh, but until then, you can go back and listen to all the Dan-filled episodes at don'tpanic.io. Uh, they're all there along with the pics. You can also subscribe wherever you get podcasts on all the major platforms and the video version on YouTube. Just search Don't Panic uh, and look for the big red button. And, of course, uh, follow us at don'tpanicshow at gmail.com or email us. No, email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Follow us at don'tpanicshow on Twitter. Um... And that's the news, my friends. So on behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. We're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us. A pleasure as always. And we'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.